You're listening to Moments from the Mount, a podcast from Mount Calvary Lutheran Church and Pastor Benjamin Schaefer. This is a sermon that was recently preached in our congregation. You can learn more at mtcalvaryreading.org or watch a sermon there. Thanks for listening. Grace and peace are yours from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Amen. God's word for us this morning on Christ the King Sunday is from the book of Colossians. Now, St. Paul never actually served the Colossian congregation like he did some of the other churches, but he was in the city of Ephesus, which was nearby, and so he was aware of these Christians in Colossae, and he wrote these words to encourage and educate them about Christ our King. He wrote in chapter 1, verses 13 through 20, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, And brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is the word of our God. Dear friends, today is Christ the King Sunday. It is the last Sunday of our church year calendar. So in a lot of ways, you could actually say that today is kind of like New Year's Eve for us as liturgical Lutherans. And so what do people do on New Year's Eve? Okay, they party, right? So today, it's think of worship today as a, a celebration of Christ the King. But I want you to think a little bit more deeper. You know, at the end of a year, a lot of times we spend, we spend a moment or two thinking back upon the year. The struggles, the surprises, the sadness, the joy. And and then we often look forward to the new year and we tell ourselves, this year is going to be different. I'm not going to eat my weight in Hershey's chocolate. I'm going to exercise. I am not going to just be a lump on the log at work. I'm not just going to do the bare minimum. I'm going to get that promotion at work. This year, we're going to take that trip. This year, we're going to start enjoying life. Things are going to be different. 
Now there is, why do we do that? (laughs) Why do we do that? Well, there is this universal human desire to exert some control, especially when things in life seem out of our control, or at least not going the way we want them to. Now, whether you're somebody who makes, you know, New Year's resolutions or not, you know, we all have this desire. We all have this one thing in common. We want some control. But spoiler alert, you and I are not in control of this universe. And there are so many things the ultimate control of which is out of our power. Today we get a glimpse into the real workings of our universe. We get to see Christ, our King. No matter who you are or what's going on in your life, your plans, your thinking, no matter if things are going the way you you think they should go in your life and you're just fine, you're content with it, or whether they are not going so well, the reality is that our plans, our hopes, our dreams will, will slip through our fingers. And all too easily, our sense of control evaporates like the morning mist. So how do we react when this happens? What do you do when things seem to be unraveling around you? Well, God's word from Colossians chapter 1 speaks directly to those kinds of questions. We humble ourselves in the presence of the King. Christ, our King, is holding everything together. His kingdom is never-ending, and in all things, He reigns victoriously. Christ, our King, lives to help, to comfort, to sustain, and to save us. Paul's words to the Colossians are one of the most beautiful descriptions in the New Testament of Christ, our King. He is the image of the invisible God. In Christ, what is invisible becomes visible. The Almighty, the incomprehensible God becomes understandable to you and me. We see who Christ is. We see that he is supreme over all things. And Paul talks a lot about Christ's supremacy here. How he goes beyond the things of this world, the people of this world, the ideas of this world. And so we can celebrate Christ the King Sunday because our King holds it all together. He does it by sustaining and creating you and me. He does it by redeeming and rescuing us from the kingdom of darkness. First, let me just give you a little uh, insight into the congregation at Colossae and the city of Colossae. You know, a a few uh, within, uh, according to best historical estimates, according to um, history, within roughly a year of receiving Paul's letter, the Colossians suffered a major earthquake and it wiped out the city. And as best as we can tell, 
It was not rebuilt, and the people probably just moved elsewhere. So who was in charge of that disaster? Mother Nature? No, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. You see, the things of this world, they, they fade away. The wealth, all the things we build, they just don't last. But Jesus' kingdom is an eternal kingdom. And his glory never fades. See, Paul wrote to the Colossians because he was concerned for them. Not just because they were living in a world that is, is fading away and this world is sick with sin. But there was a false teaching that was infiltrating the congregation in Colossae. The thinking was, of this false teaching is that Jesus wasn't that impressive. That there was a higher knowledge, a more sophisticated spirituality. And you had to kind of move beyond this Jesus, the King sort of stuff. And you had to get at real knowledge, real wisdom, real power. And then, oh, then, then you'll be something special. And yeah, Jesus is important, they'd say, but you've got to get this higher knowledge, this this more intellectual understanding of things. And the Colossians were falling for that false teaching. And so Paul directed them right to the source, right to the root, that Christ is the firstborn over all creation, which means that Christ is superior to all created things and people. By him all things were created, and he is holding, and in Christ all things hold together. And what that means is very simple, that Christ is sustaining everything in this created material universe. We don't see him holding it up like you and I might hold up a a glass or a child or something like that. But Jesus is the one who is sustaining all of it. He's created all of it. He created this universe in six 24-hour days, and he is still in control of this universe. And there are those today, uh, when, when Christians say, we say, Jesus is in control. You know, there are some people who say, well, that's too easy, that's too simple. you got to get more sophisticated. And yes, it is simple. Simple enough that a child can understand it, and yet, yet complex enough that an adult will never grasp the height and depth of it all. You see, there is no more sophisticated knowledge out there. Jesus Christ alone is before all things. And he created all things. And still today, the king holds it all together. Think for a moment about the many things that that could wreak havoc in your life. You know, don't you have those moments, moments, moments that you want to ignore, moments that you realize you're not in control? You know, it's the moment you hear that your dad has had a heart attack and he's being rushed to the hospital. It's the moment that you are walking out of work And your boss stops you to hand you a pink slip. It's the moment that you see your child struggling in life. 
And in all these moments, you become supremely aware that you are unable to do anything about it. And even in these moments, we must ask ourselves, who is in control? Who controls the cancer, the economy, the dementia, the famines, the fires, and any number of other things going on in our world? The president? Is he in control? The doctors? The power company? Christ is the supreme ruler of all creation. And yes, God has built into our world what's called human contingency. And we have a role to play in all of this. But who is supreme? Who is ultimate? Who is eternal? Whose kingdom never ends? That doesn't mean that God tells us why all these things are going to happen. Or why he allows them to happen. But we know that he is in control of this created universe and that you and I are part of his eternal kingdom. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. We are royalty. We are part of his royal family. And our king is holding it all together. He has the perfect plan for you and me. Plans to give us hope and a future. Plans to work all things out for our eternal good. Plans to turn evil into good for us, his people. Jesus Christ is our king and he rules forever and ever. But Christ's supremacy over all creation is not God's greatest action. God's greatest act, his greatest display of power and majesty and might happens when he suffers and dies. Paul weaves this thought throughout our lesson this morning as he talks about God rescuing us from the dominion of darkness, bringing us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We've been bought back from that old sinful way of life. He, Christ, is the head of the body, the church. And where the head is, there the body also will be. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. Now this year marked the 75th anniversary of the Allied invasion in World War II. The invasion was known as D-Day. Without that battle and the brave men who stormed the shores of France, who knows where we would be today? Possibly speaking German. One documentary I heard featured a unique sequence of interviews. First, they interviewed a soldier who had been on the ground, landing on the beaches of Normandy. And this man, reflecting back on it, said, I was convinced there was no way we could possibly win. And another interview in this series was the interview of a pilot who could see who was flying over the shores of Normandy, executing bombing missions and things like that. And this pilot 
said, as he saw things from the air, he said, I was convinced there was no way we could possibly lose. Now, in a sense, Paul is giving us a view here in Colossians of Christ's supremacy, him holding everything together from the air. See, as boots on the ground, you and I don't see the whole picture. As boots on the ground, you and I see our own sins. We see the struggles of this life. We see the sins of other people. And we think, how can we possibly win? And yet God himself reveals to us the truth is that we have already been transported into the kingdom of the Son He loves. That we have the victory in Christ our Lord. In Him we have redemption, the forgiveness of all of our sins. In Him we have light and life. And He is holding it all together. No matter what struggles, no matter what sins plague our consciences, God is at work for us. Christ is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. He is the guarantee that on the last day, you and I and all believers in Christ will be resurrected and we will live in that new eternal home, body and soul reunited just as God intended in the beginning. And all things will be made new through Christ our King. What he has promised to us makes an eternal difference. We have been reconciled to God. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through the blood he shed, blood shed on the cross. Jesus' sacrifice on Calvary was the ultimate display of his power. As he suffered and died for you and me, this is our mighty warrior covered not in the blood of his enemies, but in, the blood, in his own blood for you and me. Suffering, dying, winning. Our king holds it all together. In our world today, more and more people are, are looking at their lives and they're looking back and they're looking forward and, they're, and they're, they're kind of doing that New Year's resolution type thing and they're saying, Who needs God? Atheism is on the rise. A a religious apathy and an unaffiliation is, is, is on the rise. People try to make God look obsolete. They try to make the Christian faith look like a, a fool's errand. But the more we know, The more we learn and grow in our Christian faith, the more we realize just how much we need God and just how awesome and majestic He really is. Today is the end of our church year calendar and we reflect on how wonderful and awe-inspiring God still is today. What He has done for us in Christ is beyond comprehension and yet we know and believe And we have a king, a king who is above all kings, who rules this created universe, who is in charge of, yes, all things. And in him we have hope. And so we look forward to 
the dawning of a new year, a new day, not just with our church year beginning next week with with Advent kind of hitting the reset button, but that new day that dawns where Christ's eternal kingdom is ours and we see it and we see him face to face and we stand in glory beside him. Until he does that, trust that your king is holding everything together. Amen. Now may God himself, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead that great shepherd of the sheep, our Lord Jesus Christ, may he equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him. Amen.